How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Still Standing is a podcast of hope. My name is Allie Patterson, and I am your host. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories from people who have encountered a living God and found help and hope in their real life. No matter what your life is like right now or what you think of God, I hope you hear stories like yours, and I hope you walk away thinking there's hope for me too. Everyone on this podcast would gladly say it's because of Jesus that I am still standing. Come find out why. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. It is the Custard TV podcast where we have reached the time of year I sort of like the end of the year um, because it means we get to talk about TV we've liked. We don't have to watch anything we haven't liked. We can just bask in the TV we've enjoyed this year. Two special podcasts this year because we wanted to shine a light on the fact that we've all enjoyed shows uh, from the Gary Goes West section of the podcast. So that is what we're going to be discussing here. Hello, Gary of the aforementioned Gary Goes West. Hello. I, I love the fact that you say you almost enjoyed this. That, that fills me with almost joy. I don't know. I might change it at the end. I might not have enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Depends what happens of being in the top three, you know. Yeah. And in the northern area, and keeper of the lists, it's Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm the Bruno Brooks of the... Uh, no, you're ensemble. the... Um, you're Statton. Well, if it's American, you'll be Casey Kasem. Who, uh, who I works? know that person because oh, he no. a couple of episodes of Saved by the Bell. Uh, Not only that, isn't he the voice of Shaggy or Scooby? It was the voice of Shaggy when he was alive. Not yeah, when but, Shaggy... Shaggy's still alive, but... but yeah. He also hosted the dance contest at the Max on Saved by the Bell. Was he also the one that said it wasn't me, or was that a different Shaggy? No, okay, we're going to have to... No, stop now. <laughs> stop now. <laughs> sent our list of our favourite non-UK shows over to the Bruno Books slash Casey Kasem, one of the trio. He has then correlated it, and it's come down to that ever-popular top 13. Yeah! Because we've got some joint entries on here to start off with. So how many shows out of our list didn't make won't be heard during this top 13? Because I don't really understand that. Every year, I'm not really sure how this works. Yeah, you never, uh, you never get this every year. Most, the the ones, years we do. most of the ones that are on Gary's list, if I'm honest. Oh, thank um, the Lord. From your list, uh, Luke, uh, Better Call Saul didn't make it on. Okay, I will mention that. It, but it, it, it's worth checking out. <laughs> Go on. Mention it. Um, I, I, I Know Who You Are, which was the one thing that wasn't American on my list, also missed out on a, um, yeah. on a spot. I did South Park, which we sort of both... Oh. And then Gary, from your list, Riverdale didn't make it on. Oh, what a shame, Gary. No, it's all right. I don't mind. Mindhunter. <sighs> yeah, I, just, I, I really thought about putting that higher, but then couldn't but when I really didn't. sat down and thought about it. Yeah, But it Designated was enjoyable. Designated Survivor. Well, I, I'm not bothered so much by that because I really haven't managed to get into Series 2, but this was based on Series 1, which Why I did really enjoy. you put number enjoy. 8, then? <laughs> well, because I really, cause when I looked back, I really did enjoy Series 1, and I, I watched it, you know, weekly. And yeah. your number 6 pick was uh, 13 Reasons Why. Well, that should have been number 13, surely. And now... Our top 13 Gary Goes West shows of the year. With two shows I know Gary has watched but didn't make it into his list. One was selected by me and one was selected by Luke. Uh, we've got American Vandal, which we talked about recently, and Veep. I, I think the only reason that it, it, made, it didn't make it was because of how different it was to everything else that we've got on this list. I think a lot of the stuff we've got 
it is mostly the kind of like drama or sci-fi and stuff like that. And this is kind of like a mockumentary, but I did really enjoy it. I think Matt was the one that championed it the most. I did, uh, you know, uh, and I really felt like I watched it because of how much Matt told me about it. You know, when Matt said there's an episode where they pull apart a party, you know, with Snapchat, I was like, oh, great. And that was a great episode. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Snapchat normally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me, me and Snapchat. I, I just think this was something very different. Um, I do like it, like the mockumentaries, um, stuff like Christopher Guest films, Best in Show, things like that. And I think it worked well because of the way that... Um, American teenagers use technology now and everything is recorded yeah. so there is evidence of everything yes. it was believable yes. you know it's genuinely funny and well done you know you grew to like the characters as well I think which was a, which was a good thing uh, whether the second season will work or not I'm not sure and Luke Veep Veep was really good this year it was the, said, the penultimate series uh, we now know, of course, Julia, De- Julia Louis-Dreyfus isn't well, so they're postponing the seventh series. And I liked the episodes this year that were away from the political stuff. They did a few were just focused yeah. on the characters away from the political landscape, which I really enjoyed. You know, this was the first series where she wasn't holding office, was she? She yeah, was the it, former president. So they had to, and that perhaps for me is why they didn't get on my list is just all the people were kind of working in different areas and by the end of the series they were all back with it and that probably why it doesn't hold up as good as some of the other series for me luke you can talk you can keep talking because 11 was also on your list yeah. um halt, halt and catch fire i've never spoken about this on the podcast i watched all of this this year the full series oh wow finished, full series finished this year and if I only we did a tv it. based podcast where we talk about that stuff yeah, but, you could have mentioned it yeah well i thought it was it, it made it nice because it was my little secret and i really enjoyed it it's a, a program about the birth of computers really going all the way up to 1997 i think it, it sort of finished its time period in quite a slow burner to begin with but it's one of those shows that by the end i just enjoyed being with the characters so much that i just had to keep watching I recommend it if you can stick with it past sort of the unsure first lot and it is really worth your time. Halt and Catch Fire on Amazon Prime. I I remember watching the first episode and feeling it was a bit dull. The the subject matter appeals to me in my geek phase, but also I'm thinking, how do you make a television show out of that? Oh, it's brilliant. How do they do that? The internet and the birth of... Yeah, it's about the birth of the internet and the birth of websites and sort of the beginnings of things, the rough beginnings of things like Facebook, and it's really, okay. really interesting. And I think so. I should it. give it another go. Yes, but watch okay. through the first series because it's uncertain of what it wants to be and really gets going in two, three, and four. Joint ninth is one from Luke's list and one from Gary's list. Luke, do you want to start with the leftovers? Yes, love this. Almost as much as Gary loves real leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite as much as that, perhaps, but close. What will happen on October 14th, just a couple of weeks from now? Probably nothing. But if something does happen on October 14th, you've all come to the right place. On the seventh anniversary of the sudden departure, the rains will come, and with them, a great flood. So this is the last time we're ever going to see each other, huh? What do you mean? Just the world is ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are the only man alive who could make it stop. I shot you in the chest. You got up walked back into town. I'm not Jesus. I'm not saying you are, but uh, the beard looks good on you. is easy. People just want finality. An end to their grief. But with departures, there is no end. I think I'm going crazy. How are you not going crazy? Hello? Nora, I'm calling on behalf of a third party. Would you like to see your children again? So The Leftovers aired on HBO in the States and on Sky Atlantic over here. It's the creation of Damon Lindelof who adapted the novel. Damon, of course, known for Lost. So I was kind of 
as this was the final series, kind of worried that it might do a lost and go a bit manic. And although the premise sounds a bit bonkers, that all these people just vanish from the earth, that they call them the departed, it's so emotional and so Im- immersive that you can't help but being drawn in the lead performances from Carrie Coon, Justin Thoreau, and Christopher Eccleston are just so believable. And the, the world around them might be falling apart, and they themselves are falling apart, but it just works so brilliantly. There are some visuals in this from TV that will stick with me long past the end of this year. I think some of the visuals in it are great. It wasn't a perfect show, but when it was good, it was exceptional, and there's been nothing like it before or since. I don't think there will be another series like The Leftovers. It pushed me quite a way out of my comfort zone, but worked really well, and I would urge anyone to go out and get the box set or get series one and two. I think they're on Sky box sets now. Give it time, because when it gets under your skin, you won't be able to switch it off. This third season moved things to Australia. It meant that it was an interesting landscape for a US show to go to. It was surprisingly uplifting. It asked a lot of questions of the viewer. And the ending was satisfying. And considering Damon Lindelof was known for that lost ending, which divided a lot of people, I was happy with how The Leftovers wrapped up. So, so pleased we're having this podcast, really, to discuss our best shows of the year, because this has to be on there for me. And a show that I don't, I didn't really realise Gary was a big fan of this one. Um, it's a little no, show well, called, it's called uh, Twin Peaks. Oh. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So after kind of 20 years away, Twin Peaks returned. We didn't ever think this would happen. We got a film uh, after the two series that were on in the 90s. Uh, but we never thought we'd get another television series. But uh, luckily... Uh, it was on Sky Atlantic over here, and uh, myself and Mike did a podcast every week. Uh, but but the, the thing that re- the thing that about Twin Peaks the most was the thing that people remember the most was Carl McLaughlin playing Dale Cooper, and you didn't actually get him in the series as Dale Cooper until near the end. To explain that would probably spoil quite a lot of the series, but it was quite frustrating in the way, or frustrating but brilliant in the way in which it hid Dale Cooper from you. If you've ever watched a David Lynch film and you've come out the other side unscathed, then firstly, well done you. Uh, but this was kind of like David Lynch on more acid than I'm sure he normally takes because it was there's one episode. We've talked a lot about other shows where one episode can make or break it. If you listen to Matt's and I's Stranger Things review, there's one episode that's, that's episode seven that's really focused on. In this, it was episode 11 where basically hardly anybody of the normal characters appeared in the episode, and it's like a backstory to Bob the Killer and Laura Palmer. And it's it's amazing, but it just... It, and it really it fits as almost like a standalone episode inside a series, which is weird. And it, and it had its flaws. You know, there are unresolved storylines even now. The last episode doesn't finish well. It finishes as I thought every David Lynch television series would ever end. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Uh, in complete confusion. It's absolutely bonkers at its best. Uh, it's frightening. It's it's actually got moments of great sentiment, and it completely confuses the hell out of me in a wonderful way. Um, I will be getting the DVD. I've already got the book that accompanies the series as well, which I've read a bit when I was in hospital and need to get back to. I can't praise it enough. The only reason it didn't get higher for me is because it is such of a niche show. You had to have watched the original series, and therefore I think that's why I didn't put it at number one. Do you one. enjoy being being confused by it? Cause I, yeah, I because, it creates, co- because it creates because it no because it creates conversation. It creates uh, uh, discussions. You know, this is a show that Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter was designed for. Those things weren't around in the 1990s when it was on. But this is the show that you need to get onto and discuss it with your friends and look up the different theories and talk about why this happened and why that 
picture is red in the background and does it have any significance and it was great at joint seventh place we've got one from my list and one from gary's list gary's number one was travelers <laughs> yeah i well no i know now i know the thing <laughs> did is, you is not that know I, that gary <laughs> i've been carrying a Were torch for this show for the whole year the problem was this was a netflix show that was i think it was a usa network show no or CW. was it a netflix CW Network show that was on in the year. It stars Eric McCormack, who's Will from Will and Grace. And he actually is one of the executive producers of the show. And it's a fantastic time travel piece where people get time traveled into bodies back in now time from the future. So sort of like a Terminator style plot line. But they, they kind of get given their own personalities. So one of the people that is, is time traveled into is actually someone with a learning disability, so, but she now is sort of able to communicate. And I'm really looking forward to series two when it comes out, which I do believe is going to be on Netflix. I, I think the reason I liked it so much was because no, no one, I felt like no one else was watching it. There was really no one else out there. I remember putting things on Twitter going, anyone else is Travellers? And I got nothing, nada back. And that's kind of why I loved it more. I felt I was its champion. Mine is one I know neither of you two watched. It's American Gods, which I really liked. <laughs> Well, I watched a few episodes with you, but then, unfortunately, it was on at the same time as Twin Peaks. With me? I couldn't... Yeah, well, no, we were talking (laughs) about it. He peers through your window while you watch it. (laughs) We were were talking about it each week on the podcast for at least three weeks, and then I gave up. So what would I call you if I was so inclined? Shadow Moon. What might I call you? What's today? Wednesday. Today's my day. I could use a fellow like you. You're my man now. You know who he is? Who he really is? Seems you have a choice. Either the world is crazy, or you are. Come with me. Again, there was nothing like this on this year. It was um, Ricky Whittle and Ian McShane going around America trying to get all these sort of old gods back um, to fight the new gods of like media and technology and stuff. And the, the visuals were spectacular. The performance is really good. Ian McShane was fantastic. Gillian Anderson was really good. I just, mm. I really like this and it stuck in, it stuck in my brain because it was just distinctive. There was stuff about old folklore. There was stuff about, there was some interesting sort of satirical stuff about how people now worship the media and technology more than they do the gods that they used to admire. Um, but no, I really like this. This was on Stars in America and Amazon Prime over here. So I think not a channel that I particularly have any fondness for. Stars. I don't think I've found a show yet apart from this one that I've been able to watch. That's brought us down to earth with a bum. <laughs> I'm really upset that you haven't oh, found oh, a show oh, on oh, Stars that you haven't. I'm, I'm really sorry for voicing an opinion. The well, missing part, was on Stars. Party down. Party the white this queen. country. Anyway. The missing was, was a union. Yeah, but that's from this country. Torchwood. From this country. I'm talking about a stars show. We're talking about the international ones. At number six, um, something me and Gary discussed in great detail. We've got Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Um, six? Come yeah, I know. It, for myself, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed in the fact that we only made it to number six. This is the first one that's on two lists, though. So this is right. why... Um, I, again, I mean, this was very distinctive. I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the first series. I just think they got all the elements just right here. And, and I think the ca- the boys have matured. Yeah, um, and, and the girls. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm oh, saying six. Oh, my God. That's brought us like, down to earth with a bum. I mean, I was being, I was being complimentary yeah, with the as female performers, As performers, yeah. yes, yes, I agree. This, that will have to be redacted now. And I'll have to... Put... <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase that um everyone has grown as performers the young actors um Thank and you. The girls. especially it was good to see noah schnapp uh get a bit more time as will in this series and millie bobby brown was very good as 11 and sean astin made a welcome addition to the cast as bob the brain and i just thought he was fantastic um, I, I think the only thing that drags it down is the infamous episode seven. Oh yeah um, and if you want to listen to more of our thoughts about Stranger Things, we did four podcasts, I think, about it in the end. 
Uh, the upside down cast. Two, you can... two, three, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number five brings us to one um, that was on mine and Luke's list. It is the Americans. Uh, Luke, do you want to lead this? I love this show. It can do no wrong. It was slower this year than in previous years, perhaps. I just love them so much, and I could spend as much time with. The... If... This is thirteen episodes a year, and if it was the traditional. Network 22, I would watch it all. I just think it's one of the coolest, just engrossing dramas on television, be it from America, Australia, England, it doesn't matter. I just find it completely immersive. The reason this didn't make it higher on mine is I struggled to remember a lot of what happened this season, but I know I liked it at the time, if that makes yeah, sense. It was, I think what it does brilliantly is it, it gives each member of the family something to do. We used to make the... Chris Brody joke in Homeland that 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 yes. disappeared yeah. and Henry and Henry, Paige are yeah. just as vital a piece of this puzzle as um, as their parents are. For the Elizabeth. I just hope that the sixth series next year ends as well as I as well as it's that, been going on. And that's the final series, isn't it? Yes. Is this the best show that FX have ever done? I mean, we don't talk a lot about where the shows come from in America. We we talk a lot about how we see them in this country, but we talked about well, stars Fargo. and stuff. Well, well that's I the, love yeah. Fargo. I mean, you love the Shield. You would yeah. make argument for the Shield, wouldn't you? And, what and would I, I make I, an argument for? The early series of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia were really good. Oh, I'm they? still watching that on Netflix. I quite like some of the later stuff as well. I'm on about eight or nine, and it's yeah, still great. Yeah, see, I watched the first four, but I sort of just dropped dropped out of it maybe i should go back to it gary would make a case for american crime story as well. yeah i would but in my eyes it's the best drama that fx has little, done. little bit of a pun there making a case for american crime story. that was intended oh, of course <laughs> I, I wrote that down and thought if anyone brings up fx yeah have you, been, have you been have you been workshopping that workshopping <laughs> that one in the background yeah my work in progress gigs have gone down well on uh, HBO in the States and Sky Atlantic over here. Number four is Big Little Lies. Oh, well, I knew you two would pick this. Gary, did you continue with this or not? Did no, you... I, I, I didn't I didn't get it in the same way that I think you two did. What didn't you get? What's not to um, get? Well, no, I didn't. I can't, I, can't do, I can't remember. I'm sure I talked about it when we reviewed it. You I don't think I said it. I liked it. it, but I don't remember saying I was going to keep watching it. And I don't remember why. I'm being honest. I don't remember why. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really like this. And so did Luke. I think you like this a little bit more than me. Yeah, this was um, Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon and Shailene Woodley playing um, mums of uh, children who are in the same preschool group in... uh, Where was it? Was it Monterey? Monterey. Yeah, California. Yes. Um, And and, an incident occurs early on and sort of accusations fly. That's the sort of... Is this the one with um, Stefan Stars- Skarsgård? Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Skarsgård, yes. Yeah. yeah. Who's Stefan? I don't know. I... Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. I... Well, okay. I knew there was a Skarsgård in it. So, so. Yeah. Stefan Skarsgård isn't a, a person. Isn't a Skarsgård. He might be, but he's not a proper Skarsgård. I thought, on paper, I shouldn't have liked this. I'm not Nicole Kidman's greatest man, nor Reese Witherspoon. I've got nothing against Shailene Woodley or Laura Dern, but it was really engrossing. And I need to ask a question after yes. this about that. Come on, but I really enjoyed it, and I I found the world because we'd said earlier on in the year that sort of upper class things we'd struggled mm. to believe the world, like um, Apple Tree Yard springs to mind with that. It was all upper class people having upper class problems, and, and that's why I think I struggle with Motherland as well. You yeah. know. But this had exactly the same problem, except it was in the sun. And, and you we had, liked it. yeah, the murder mystery element of this as well. And I thought that had a very good payoff. You you and didn't know, I, you didn't know who had, uh, what who had been murdered or who, was a nice twist or who the murderer either. was. Yeah. And it was just done. I love those little inserts of all these sort of like police interviews with parents. 
And that, that was all very well done. That I think I'll rewatch and then yeah. appreciate the performances. You're so, uh, as as interested as I was as into the Who Done It and the Who Done It Too as Gary claimed at the time. <laughs> um, but I was also well, yeah. I like I like their world and I like them. We have had such a wonderful morning, but we need to have a little chat and it's a little bit serious, okay? Someone hurt Annabella. Excuse me, Amabella. Oh. And I would like whoever it was to come over and apologize, okay? Because we don't hurt our friends at school, do we? No. no, we don't. And if we do, we always say sorry. sorry. That's right, because that's what big first grade children do, right? Yeah. Amabella, you think it was an accident, baby? An accident? Look at her neck, for God's sake. It has marks on it. Amabella, sweetie, can you tell me if it was a boy or a girl? Right? It was a boy? What was his name? Maybe she doesn't want to say. Well, uh, Mrs. Klein, my problem is that the children don't know one another's names yet, so Amabella cannot tell me who... We're not just going to let this go. Absolutely not. Amabella, sweetie, could you maybe point to the boy who hurt you? Him. This boy? Yes, he tried to choke me. It wasn't me. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. We just need to just say sorry. I didn't do anything. I didn't. Are you sure that it was this little boy, sweetie? Can you say you're sorry to Emma Bella? She's hurt quite badly. It wasn't me. Ziggy, look at me. Almost. We don't have to lie. We just want to say we're sorry. Ziggy doesn't lie. I can right. assure you Emma Bella's telling the truth. If my son says he didn't do it, I believe him. Um, you know what? I, I don't know if this is the best way to deal with this. So I agree, um, why don't but we now we are. So maybe the child needs to take responsibility for his actions. And he needs to see there are consequences. Little boys don't get to go around anymore hurting little girls. And none of us want to raise bullies. So we don't have to pretend we didn't do it. It's OK. I can't make him apologize for something that I know he didn't do. All right, we will schedule a meeting for another time. We can handle this later. Okay, this is unacceptable. Let's go, baby. Um, Let's go. All right, ever everyone, so thank sorry. you. Not that there's a right little girl to strangle. But he picked the wrong little girl to strangle. If you ever touch my little girl like that again, you're gonna be in big trouble. Hey, excuse me. Well, now you owe him an apology. The battle lines were drawn right there. We've never had a trivia night, Danton bloodshed before. How dare she speak to a child like that? I mean, isn't there some sort of student's bill of rights? Celeste used to be a lawyer, a very good lawyer. <sighs> I mean, isn't there due process for a first grader? Am I wrong? Well, he's not being punished, so... Uh... Well, he's being stigmatized. Come on, guys. Boy. Yeah, I think we should not make a big deal out of this. Changes didn't fit here. It was a mistake to let people compete, but that is not what got someone killed. And I love the kids. I thought the kids were brilliant in this as well. Especially little so, Ian Armitage who went on to play Sheldon. My question then is, did this have any influence on your watching of Top of the Lake, which Nicole Kidman was obviously in, where she played someone who was... And I, I didn't watch an awful lot of, big, of, of this programme, so I can't comment too much, but in Top of the Lake, she was fairly unlikable. Did it make you think, ah, oh, Nicole Kidman can do different roles, or did it make you think, no, I only like her in shows that... I think she's had a good year. She's had a good I year, think yeah. Uh, she played more of an Earth Mother in... Yeah, very feministic, very... Fe almost like... Oh, what would be the appropriate word? 
almost like male hating almost she oh, was yeah. character almost she studied on Jermaine Greer oh, and I hope though. they don't do more uh, no. Big Little Lies. well I remember you saying that when we wrapped it up I remember you saying don't do a series 2 but is there one there's talk of one whether yeah. it will happen well I think they buy aren't they going to buy a new book by her and adapt it Leanne Moriarty isn't that the general yeah, don't bring What I would say is as well is that Nicole Kidman role in this is is closer to what she normally does. You know, she she was quite cold, but there was mm. a reason for her coldness in this, and I I really liked her stuff in this as well. So number three, um, I've it, three already. This is fine, my listeners. <laughs> Probably uh, not for you, but for Luke, me. Luke's worried about the amount of editing you won't have to do on this show. Yeah. Well, should we have a, a big discussion about this number three? Um, it was The Good Fight. Now, I have now finished The Good Fight. It wasn't on your list. No, it wasn't on my list because I felt like towards the end, it kind of tried to bring every storyline to a natural conclusion, but not really. I kind of <laughs> felt like they got a bit lost in the, I got the last a bit lost th- when you started that sentence. No, 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 but the, the, I'm trying to well, I'll try I'll try and do a bit better. In yeah. the last three episodes, which I've watched more recently, yeah. they tried to focus on the kind of big three storylines they had, which was Diane being part of the black lawyer firm, then <laughs> the BLF. Um, yeah. Uh, then obviously the the the, the storyline about um uh was it Reddick Leslie's- Bozeman? Yeah, Reddick Bozeman and Rose Leslie's admittance that she may have subconsciously known about the fraud, but not really. And then the third storyline was the relationship between uh, the ASA and the other lawyer in the firm who was previously in the other series. Yeah, and I kind of felt like they got lost because they broke the relationship up. Diane Mm. was kind of uh, sort of like brought into the inner circle and there was kind of like a little bit of a burgeoning relationship between her and the lead black lawyer. And then they dealt, and then they dealt with the whole fraud thing, and then right in the last episode he goes missing. So I kind of felt like I didn't really get anything out of those last three episodes. Yeah, and she gets arrested because he was going to look, he was going to give himself up, but now he's disappeared. So I don't know. I just didn't feel particularly like you know, you know, like we always used to talk about with the Good Wife. By the end of the series, I kind of knew what had happened, what was going on. I knew where I was going. I didn't, didn't get that li- in this. You didn't like that you didn't know where you were going with it. Yeah. But sometimes you like <laughs> not knowing that you didn't know where it's not going. Well, not on this occasion. I'm just uh, I'm speaking from, you know, the heart there. Okay. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> so, does that make you um, nervous? Does that make you reticent to watch season 2 next year? A little bit, but I believe I still will because the show is good. I mean, there's no I mean, me and Luke really like... I, I mean, I agree with you. It was a little lower on my list because of the reasons you've given, Gary. I think some of the episodes weren't as good as they could have been, but there was a lot to like with this. I mean, it became... I mean, there was only, what, eight, wasn't there? Eight or nine? Ten. 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 But it did feel like there were a few filler episodes. Yeah. To me, it felt like that they were writing that they had a full series, even though they only had ten, didn't they? I remember they you saying that at the time. Well, then, right. yeah. Okay. That's was, a good. That's a very good point. They had plots for twenty-two, and then oh no, we're doing ten. And it's all, the other big thing here was the, the fact that there were swears in it as well, which was quite interesting. Well, the, yeah. I, I think the other thing that I think was missing from the last couple of episodes was Matthew um, Thingy's character, Chandler. Matthew well, they Perry. sort of yeah. that. Matthew Perry, but, but again. That but was he was built up as this big baddie and then disappeared. But then they brought Jason Biggs in, didn't they? Yeah, but well no, he was in a previous series of The Good Wife, wasn't he? He was the um was, it was the was Bitcoin guy. But anyway, we see it seems like we're trampling on this and it's number three. We should be Well like, no, no, sure, yeah, no, I, I suppose like, you know, it's but got no, my number I, three. I, I, I remember nice thinking that I really enjoyed it. it. It felt like a breath of fresh air, even though the good wife is still very fresh in my mind and I, I still mm. think of it fondly of an evening but um, <laughs> I just I'm guessing you two will there. therefore be watching series oh, two yeah, definitely. Yeah. more for in the new year I'm hearing one, or nefarious in the one, new year one well, okay, character yeah. that I really enjoyed the fact they brought back was Marissa, Marissa. as well yeah, yeah. I think and well, she I think made, made sense yeah yes she always made sense and in fact actually she was kind of almost She's the comic relief as well. Ms. Gold, what is your relationship with Diane Lockhart? She's my boss. Also, I consider her my mentor. Really? What does she mentor you in? 
Well, since coming to work at an African-American firm, I'd say it's becoming aware of the nature of white privilege. And you worked with Ms. Lockhart at her previous firm, did you not? I did, but that was definitely not an African-American firm. It was like the Trump White House there. <laughs> Ms. Gold, we're not asking about the racial makeup of the firm. Oh, sorry. Touchy. <laughs> you were aware, were you not, that Ms. Lockhart had frequent meetings and phone calls with Adrian Bozeman prior to going over to his firm? Absolutely. Mr. Bozeman's firm was representing a young African-American man who had been pretty severely beaten by a white police officer. Again, it's not about race, ma'am. I agree, but you guys keep asking me about race. Isn't it true that Ms. Lockhart slipped privileged information to Mr. Bozeman about this case? You mean the case about this African-American kid being beaten up by the white cops? I'm sorry, but you asked the question. Hey, Diane. I think it went great. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm on my way back. Mm-hmm. Almost instantly, I liked it without it trying too hard. Yeah. And although there were episodes that I preferred over other episodes, yeah. I really enjoyed it as a whole. And I'm going to ask a it. controversial question now. God, you're all about the questions tonight. Do you think it needed Diane Lockhart to come back? Could they not have spun this off without anybody from the previous series? Yeah, but they they had to. It, it wouldn't have been a spin-off if no one was in it. Yeah, well, no, because they. they <laughs> well, absolutely. But do you think they needed? How much of Diane Lockhart in the series did you need? Considering she was in the whole of The Good Wife, how was? much of her story do you really feel like you needed? I don't understand the question. Well, no, well I, I, I liked having that familiarity and that familiar face there. What, I what you're saying, Gary, is, is it what you should have just created another legal show and separate, completely separate from the Good Wife universe? I'm saying that at the end of the series, I didn't really understand what her role in the show was. Okay. But that in wasn't fact, the question you asked. No, you no, asked no. I was, it was the clunk, it was the, I was putting it a clunky way round. I was yeah. trying to sort of. So you said, I understand what you mean. Yeah, Diana Benini. Yeah, I know. But then it you had matter. all the other characters from The Good Wife popping up and things like that. That's yeah. why I think. Because uh, so, you had Matthew Perry, you had uh, Elspeth, you had. Um, well, they were all in, in the first had, episode. You had all the previous Lockhart yeah. Gardner people, didn't you, that were still alive at the end of Series 7? Yeah. <laughs> The, the TSA characters as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. some of yeah. There yeah. was a lot. Of, there was a lot of people from The Good Wife that like you wouldn't have had otherwise. Basically, number three on our list is a show we liked. Let's just. <laughs> I was just offering a counterpoint. That's no, I I, 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 I see your point now. I do. Well, let's not get into a fight too soon, or we might have to go in the ring for Glow at number two. Oh. This, this does feel more like a sleeper hit that that we all sort of championed and we all talked about. And I haven't seen too many other TV critics go mad over this one. I think oh, they, have. they have in the States. They well, have. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In the, okay, I don't read too many of the States ones. I'm talking about the UK. I mean, I know I took a little bit longer than you two to get into it, but once I got into it, um, you know, the subject matter is, is much more to mine and Matt's liking yeah. as well, because we're both wrestling fans. Nerds. Who said that out loud? Um, unbe Luke, unbeknowingly, you lived in the glass house there. You shouldn't throw yeah. any stones. Uh, unbeknowingly, um, Luke, what you've done there is is uh, is actually mimicked a current wrestler who uses that as their catchphrase. So you're more of a nerd than us. That's great. <laughs> anyway, back to Glow. Oh yeah, we're talking about our favourite oh, shows. Yeah, we're talking about our favourite and not biting back about each other. Yeah. To be honest, when we first watched this show, Alison Brie is the star, but yeah. actually, we all really like the other characters, including the, the director. Which I like. Yeah, it what turned I... into an ensemble piece, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it I mean, kind of kicked off for me when they moved into the the kind right. of the house, the, the the motel together. That's when I think for me it kicked off as a series. Loosely based on a real wrestling promotion in the nineteen eighties, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, but it was much more sort. Of, you know, they took liberties with the plot. They introduced the director who had a drug issue. Um, and the Alison Brie character, who was this almost unlikable character who you learned to like. You know, she was this struggling actress having an affair with her best friend's husband. Um, and We've all done that, though. Not 
really um, nope. going far in life. But, you know, she found this family, this sort of oddball family of, of, of like, female wrestlers, female actresses, and just, like, you know, outcasts, weren't they, really? And they all sort of found each other. Well, there was, there was really only one of them at the beginning, that, or two of them at the beginning, that had any wrestling yeah. kind of knowledge, the trainer and the one who was related to all the Stupid, uncles Matt and Stupid brothers. Pichu and I can't remember her name. But, as you it say, throughout the series, they all took on... Chain? Yes. Yes. Throughout the series, they all learnt and built up these characters, some of them based very much on their own lives, like the Wolf Woman, you know, and things like that. And then some of them that they found, and the thing that Alison Bree's character finds is this kind of Russian heel or bad person for the American, all-American person to, to fight. And and that's kind of, as you say, as they as they went through and found themselves, that's what you began to like about the show. And including Kate Nash, randomly. And Awesome Kong. Another reference, a wrestling reference there. That's yep. all on Netflix, though, if you want to watch it. Yeah, I it? would recommend it. I would say that, you know, um, you are right, Gary, that a lot it hasn't really got a lot of thing in the UK. It hasn't got a lot of people talking no. about it. No. The, the other thing I would say is that, um, I mean, it's going to get a series two. I would hope that, therefore, maybe there'll be more um, promotion around it then. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, do you want me to run... How many do you want me to run down? You can do that. You, you, you may as well do your whole Bruno. Shall we do the... At number 13, we have a tie. American Vandal and Veep. In at number 11, Horton Catchfire. Joint Night Place, The Leftovers and Twin Peaks. Seven, Travellers and American Gods. In at six, Stranger Things. At five, The Americans. Number four, <laughs> with Split Lies. At three, The Good Fight. Number two is Glow. It's, Holy fucking shirt balls. I it, think it, you know what it is. A good place. Oh, I love you for doing that. Bless yes. you. Holy fucking shirt balls. The good place. This is <laughs> number one with a bullet. Eleanor, I have spent my entire life in pursuit of fundamental truths about the universe, and now we can actually learn about them together as soulmates. It's overwhelming. Chidi, you'll stand by my side no matter what, right? Of course I will. Promise me. Say, I promise I will never betray you for any reason. Eleanor, I swear that I will never say or do anything to cause you any harm. Good. Because those aren't my memories. I wasn't a lawyer. I never went to the Ukraine. I hate clowns. There's been a big mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. Wait, what? Yeah, this would be if this would be top five of my shows of the entire year, regardless of. of I, which I think we're in. I think this would be top five comedies ever, almost. And yeah, I'm talking everything. I, I don't think I liked it as much as you guys did. I mean, Luke, you had it at number one. Gary, you had it at number two. It was like number seven or eight on my list. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're tricky, Matt. It's, that, it's never happened before that I've asked you to watch something. You've enjoyed it enough to carry on past my asking into the I second series. One, I think I enjoyed more. I think season two, there's a lot more running in place and things like that. The fact that they've had yeah. to, you know, because they had that massive twist at the end of season one and then they had to go on from that. And I think they've struggled to an extent with that. I think had um, it just been based on season one, it would have been a bit higher maybe. But yeah. I'd... I, And I suppose the thing is, is that realistically, because of the way in which it's been on in America for a, about a year now, um, we got all of series one in one go on Netflix and now we're getting series two weekly and we're now in the American break as we record now. So there's what, four episodes left of series two? Yes, and then three, and then in, three September. in September. 
I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much had I a known the twist or if Luke hadn't made me watch all of them, for which I am grateful that oh, he did. You'd have given up after the first. Maybe two yes. I do kind of see what Luke is of what Matt is saying about series two, but I disagree about the fact that they haven't kept up the quality. I think the quality has been strong. I think the difference is perhaps because of the way we're now watching it weekly, it feels different. So basically, The Good Place is a American sitcom on NBC in America and Netflix here in the UK, weekly again from the 4th of January on Netflix. It stars Kristen Bell as a woman who arrives in The Good Place, a place run by Ted Danson, an architect of The Good Place, sort of like heaven. She arrives there, she's got her soulmate in Chidi, She's got uh, Tahani, played by Jamila Jamil. And it's about their adventures together in this place. Is it really as good as the good place should be? And it's created by Mike Schur and a lot of the team behind Parks and Recreation, which is another US sitcom I just adore. And it, it had so many twists and turns. Um, I don't really want to spoil the twist. If somehow you've managed to avoid it, this much although you'll know now there's a twist because i've said it twice um if you've managed to avoid it then it's worth catching up on all of season one on netflix there's a reason why the three of us have chosen it as our top show from the u.s this year it's one of the most inventive sitcoms there's been for a while and it continues to twist and to turn and the the star performances from Ted Danson and Kristen Bell are really stand out as well. I'm so glad I was able to convince you both to watch it, really. Do you think they could bring in more characters? Do you think they could get away with bringing in more people? It's very weird because, of course, at the beginning of Series 1, you've got a whole city worth of people that you think are going to be potential characters, which you then realise through the twist are are employees and all in on it. So... I don't know now whether you can get away with the core five or the core six if you include um, the robot. Janet. Janet. Not so, a robot. Well, okay, whatever. Um, says that. <laughs> I'm not a robot. I don't know whether you could get away with any more characters apart from the core six being featured. I don't know if there's room yet. Unless at the end of the second season they make it to the good place, which is what they're, they're sort I would of lo- going I would for. love this, a, a season in the good place yeah. and for them to miss the real the good place that they've known. I, yeah. can see that I kind of, I kind of trust the writers. They've, they've done everything I would have wanted to. That if they decided to do that, I would trust it. You know, I think Kristen Bell is fantastic in this. I'm a big Kristen Ted Bell Dancing, fan. Kristen Bell. Yeah. And even I know Matt's not a massive fan, but even Jamila Jamil. When you read that on IMDb, Jamila Jamil in a Michael Schur sitcom. Mm. Where's that come from? Well, uh, all Should I can say is about. Well, look at our top two dramas: Jamila Jamil and Kate Nash. Who the heck yeah. would have thought five years ago it's either one of those would be doing... We well, say dramas, one comedy, one comedy well, drama. Sure. But, yeah. But, yeah, in a sense, where would we... We would never have thought those two people would fit in an American comedy or comedy drama, yet yeah. one and two in our list. Well, I yeah. really like um, Darcy... Darcy Carden, is it, Darcy who plays Janet? Carden. I think she yeah. does a great job playing yeah. that character. So and that's why I think that she's part of the six, yeah. because well, she, she pops up and advises so much going on. The only character that I haven't really warmed to and I find a little bit annoying is the, is the Jason character. I think you're supposed to do that. I, think you're I know, but him. I do find him a little bit... As you say, I don't quite believe the Tahani stuff this year, but I'm prepared to let the writers I'm not a big Cheedy fan either. Oh, no, Cheedy keeps Series 1 together. I think yeah, they've downplayed him a second, bit in Series 1. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't really had a starring role. But in Series 1, he, he keeps it all together. So, The Good Place, number one on our Gary Goes West special of the best of the year. Interesting Uh, list. Very varied. And I think it's representative of the best shows from the US this year. On The Handmaid's Tale, which we didn't... Well, I wanted to include... <laughs> I wanted, no, I wanted to include that, but I've still not done those yeah. last four, so it's yeah, not fair to include yeah. that. And there's exactly. a, there must be a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, it was a hard slot, and a lot. Of, I think The Handmaid's Tale is going to top a lot of people's list, but for us, I just think we found it the, hard. For me, there's a number of things which I've started and want to go back to, 
No, seriously, yeah, no, I know, I'm not kidding you. Uh, you do realise, Gary, that that wouldn't happen if you just kept watching things weekly. And, yeah, then, and it wouldn't happen if you went back to the West Wing. Or, yeah, or no, no, I haven't. I haven't watched the West Wing for three years now, so don't start because I might. Or uh, yeah, or... I haven't watched either. Well, they, okay, they but the problem is, is that <laughs> is that you keep putting out new shows that I have to watch for a flipping podcast. There's only so many hours in a week. I do have a life and a job, you know. I you don't got... believe that. No, I only have a You've job. Got a yeah, job. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know about a life. You've yeah. got a... Uh, Twitter's then uh, at Luke Custard TV for me, at the Gary Show for Gary, and at Max TV Bites for Matt. Facebook.com forward slash the Custard TV. Support us if you can. Find it in your change purse, your PayPal account, or your heart on Patreon if you'd like to. We would love to have you along. Just give as little or as much as you would like. You can unsubscribe at any time. But there are some extra podcasts there for you to enjoy. Uh, and just to know you're supporting us, it means a great deal. So thank you for that. YouTube.com forward slash The Custard TV for individual reviews. And all of these podcasts can be found across all of the normal podcast providers. iTunes, Overcast, Spreaker, all the normal and if you'd like to listen to individual reviews of the shows we've discussed, most of them are up on the YouTube, so you can... I was just going to say, that would be an excellent way. There's a show we've talked about that you didn't know anything about, like probably Travellers, I don't know. Uh, you can go back and listen to I don't reviews. think there's a review of Travellers on the YouTube. I'll do one for you, don't worry. There is one, because I know when it was, but... Okay. but I didn't, it didn't go up on YouTube. Yeah, so, well, who's, uh, fault, the... who's fault's that? Yours. <laughs> you were interesting enough. <laughs> None of my stuff would go on YouTube if that was the case. The best <laughs> of the UK shows is to come in a couple of days or tomorrow or whenever I fancy. We will catch you when we do our best of the UK shows soon. Bye. Bye. Bye Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers USBP. That's cbp.gov careers USBP.